Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Dr. Michelle Borba, and she's written this great book called Thrivers, The Surprising Reasons Why Some Kids Struggle and Others Shine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I was so interested in having you on because, as I mentioned before we started, I was a horrible student growing up. A lot of it was I didn't understand how to learn. I would blow off reading. I, I really don't think I actually got into reading until I was about 16. And I always tell people now, especially students, GPAs, test scores, they predict nothing. I, that's my personal opinion, right? Uh, yeah, I think what we've done is we've put so much hype onto the GPA and the test score that we've overlooked who the kid is and recognized right. their strengths. And now when I read when I was researching drivers, yeah. it was surprising how other things come into play that are every bit as important, if not more important to help our kids be able to master success in school and in life. For instance, even if you're hyping that that GPA, the number one correlation of when our kids are most likely to drop out is end of freshman year, first semester of college. I was they just get there. Yep. And then what happens is because they don't have that, they've got a knowledge skill set, but they don't have the human skill set. Yes. They tank. Yes. You know, it's so interesting. I um, actually designed a course last year before the pandemic about, it was basically a freshman 101 course or even for transfer students because yes, they can be really book smart and they get to college and they don't have any understanding about life coping skills, what to do with conflicts yeah. and self-care and resilience. And uh, so that I'm really excited to talk to you. Well, and each one of those are teachable. I think yeah. the first thing is when we get into resilience, because I was concerned about our children prior to the pandemic. The reason I wrote this book was that one in five kids, American children was going to be diagnosed with a mental health disorder sometime in their lifetime. And yeah. then came the pandemic and a crisis only amplifies pre-existing issues. Right. So I started studying all the best, I mean, phenomenal research on resilience. And over and over again, the one takeaway was that thrivers are made, not born. It's not locked into IQ. It's not right. a course. It's not one trait. It's a skill set that's teachable. And that yes. was the most comforting. I think so. And, and I, I really feel like it teaches kids at a young age when things happen, how to focus, how to take care of yourself, yes. how to stay strong. Obviously, you can process feelings, get upset, deal with it, not run away from it, but things you can do. So let's dive in. How did you uh, decide you know, how you wanted to structure this book? Well, it was all science. The first thing I realized is that too often what we've been fed as parents, in all fairness, because we love our kids desperately, is stuff that isn't evidence-based. So if mental health is tanking, and it seems like resilience isn't there. I looked at all the evidence-based research that proves that it is teachable and looked at combed out what are the skills and the strengths there. But in addition, I came up with a, you know, post-it notes all over the back of my table. The second <laughs> thing was, in addition to resilience and mental health, parents are gonna say, but I have to have a peak performer in a classroom. So I decided to be crafty identify the skills and strengths that boost resilience and mental health, but also peak performance. So it's not one or the other, it's both. Mm -hmm. And the fascinating thing is I chose seven and discovered they're the same seven that also are highly correlated to 21st century employability factors. That so is really interesting. It became, I was, I was 
that was the, the plus at the end going, wow, these are the same ones that the Global Economic Summit says, Harvard Business Review says are critical. And uh, that became the framework of the book. Each, each chapter is one of those strengths. Then I realized one other little point, each strength is made up of three skills. Interesting. And it's not a scaffolding of, you gotta start with one and keep on going. You can go in any order. Mm -hmm. So figure out which your child needs. In fact, there's a core asset survey in the beginning of the book to figure out your children's strengths, their learning styles, their interests, their what give them passion. And if you start there, you'll immediately go, okay, here's his strengths. I'm going this away right. and keep on reinforcing those. We actually spend more time trying to fix the kid and focus on their weaknesses. So their self-confidence goes down. So sure. boost their strengths and then figure out which other element one at a time they need and go slowly along the way, start teaching them other skills. And it's very, very doable. Even sure. five minutes a day of reinforcing the same skill for a month is better than not at all. And now what we know is thrivers have those skill sets so they can handle life. That's amazing. Was this qualitative or quantitative research? All the above. Because what yeah. I did was I was looking at phenomenal social psychologists who study resilience and the same cohort of kids for 40, 50 years. Emmy Werner, Norm Gamizki, uh, Ann Matston. The bottom line to them, they, they found over and over that they themselves were surprised. These are kids growing up in homelessness, in war zones, with schizophrenic parents. But some of them, despite it all, still thrived. So mm -hmm. now was, what do they have co in common? And they found two things that are the strongest. First was they always had a protective someone, a strong parent or a teacher or a great aunt Sally. Or who, my grandmother. See, you go. It's always, a, everybody can, right now, if you're thriving, yeah. you've got somebody. Sometimes it isn't the parent. It's no. somebody there who no. is there for you and refuses to give up. So your kid needs that someone. The yes. second one was protective buffers that they'd learned, like coping skills. But Ann Maston said, sometimes it's ordinary stuff that becomes extraordinary. Hobbies, a friend, a prayer. It doesn't have to be all of them, but it was like simple little things they did discovered. A service project, yes. books, reading yes. books. Wait, let me, to, let me share. I, you're yeah, go, go, go. Um, when I was little growing up in New York, my mom, she was a single parent and she was very to herself. I would stay home a lot. I was very scared. I called my grandmother hiding under the bed. <laughs> Hi, grandma. And she would calm me down. And then coping still, skills. I mean, my stepfather to this day, he remembers my little business card at eight or nine saying, I, I, um, I will tutor your kid. I will help with homework and I'll teach diving lessons. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you knew your strengths, but yeah. second of all, to your favor, we know something that the best way to reduce stress for your coping strategy is help another. Right. So if you can tutor another or yeah. have your child draw with your brother, he's having problems because you're so good at that drawing. If you help the child not get, but give, it's one of the best reducers, stress reducers is. there is. And it's a lesson for adults too, because I always talk about, especially right now, you mentioned something. We were in a mental health crisis and now we're in a mental health pandemic. Yeah. You can put, take, take a step away from what you're going through any age and help somebody else, help your yes. neighbor, you yes. know, do something. It really helps you. Absolutely. One of the coolest things I saw was a group of, I've been interviewing kids on how they're doing through this pandemic. A group of Chicago kids were so worried about some of their friends who they knew their teens 
now that they were cut off of their lifeline of the counselor at school, how they were going to cope. They said, so we created a list of who our friends were we were most worried about because they were depressed. And mm -hmm. we decided to do is every day make them a quarantine gift bag. I said, what is it? It's just a gar just an old lunch bag. Uh, one of us would decorate it. The other one would make homemade cookies. The that. other one would write a handwritten note. And then every day, a different kid would, dro would drop it off at the end of the driveway. I said, how did it work? He said, you won't believe what happened. Every day, that kid would call up sobbing, saying we didn't know that anybody cared. Thank you so much. And then we'd sob because we knew we were making a difference because we feel so much better about ourselves because we're giving back. Right. Kids. I loved when I was writing, you asked about where my research came from. Yeah, a lot of it was scientific stuff. But mm -hmm. the other thing was interviewing 100 kids, asking them one-on-one -on -one what worked. Sure. They were the mind bogglers ones because their voice was so profound. These were an hour individual kids and they always replicated the research saying, teach us coping skills. We need to learn this stuff. One kid said, sure. you don't learn it in a textbook, you know. You got to keep practicing and practicing it. Another kid said, give us a repertoire of stuff. Mindfulness works for some kids, meditation for others. But give us lots of possibilities till we figure out what works for us so we can thrive alone Yes, someday because yes. we have to. You've heard of Howard Gardner and his seven yes. different intelligences, yes. right? I yes. always think how that really applies to now. So if a kid is struggling in math, that doesn't mean they're not a musical genius. In you know, they love to play electric guitar or they love to do something else. And we really have to make all kids feel that they have these strengths. You know what? We are so do our <laughs> brains are in sync. The core asset survey that I told you about, yes. it also has Howard Gardner's multiple intelligences on it. So you can figure out what your kid's learning style is because he's not so good at math doesn't mean that he's not brilliant in another area. Right. And it may be usually different than us. I, I love when dad said, you know, I was so worried about my kid and he seemed to have this one his one passion was wolves. For Pete's sakes, wolves. He, said he even dreamed about wolves and I wanted him to go to you know law school. So I, one day, this is prior to the pandemic, decided I was going to take him to Yellowstone and pair him up with a count, you know, one of, one of the rangers. I sat there with my mouth open because my son, age 11, was talking to the park ranger. He knew as much, if not more than the park ranger, was correcting him on stats on wolves. And that was my moment that said, oh, for God's sake, he's going to be a biologist. Pair him into a different element because that's what helped him shine. It's amazing. I, I love that moment because he said it was nothing that I loved. Right. I have to figure out who my child is. And that's yes. what a thriver is. Yes. Who you figure out what makes him or her be the best that he or she can be. Sure. Because you never know what your child is going to get into right now or your college student or whatever, because there's there's a lot of pivoting going on. I want to dive into your book. Um, I had bookmarked something, Age by Age Ideas to Instill Self-Control. I think that's a really important section, yeah. especially you know when they're at an age where they don't really have self-control or they, they have these actions and they don't think about the effects of those actions. Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you for mentioning age by age, because every chapter gives you all the science and gives you dozens of ideas. And then it sets it up age by age. 
And if we were to look at the seven strengths of which one our kids need right now, I'd say head straight to chapter three and don't give up on chapter three because our kids need self-control. So I taught you the one plus one times, do we go about the one times two breathing? Yeah. Okay. Now that's going to work for a bigger kid. How do you pare that down for a little kid? A couple of ideas. Bubble blowers are wonderful because little ones breathe too quickly. And they don't know it's got to be slow and deep. So you take the bubble blower and you call the bubbles your meanies. And you say, how slowly can you blow? No, no, no. If you blow real slowly, it makes it really, really big and then go far, far away. That's what you can do where they're actually breathing slow and deep. Mm. You can also, for some of your elementary age kids, go back to back, lock your arms, your elbows with your child. So you're back to back with your child because very often they don't get the how to breathe it and feel it. If you breathe slow and deep several times, your child will now feel it and be able to get the same breath control. If you breathe it right, it's an instant relaxation process, instant, and it's mind boggling. But you can also go another level. But many parents are doing right now because of social distancing, Uh, Parents are bonding together with other parents who have similar aged kids and they're teaching, for instance, their daughters yoga and the the girls are learning it together online. I don't care what you do, but find a way to be crafty and creative so that you're meeting your kids needs at the level they're at and then help them practice it. So until it becomes a habit. I like that. We have to wrap up soon, but there's anything you want to leave us with and then give us a website. Uh, I think the most important thing about this is know that this is doable. It's based on science, but it all starts with one little thing that we may overlook. Maybe the gold mine is delve into the book and find the habit that works for you because resilient parents raise resilient kids. Our stress right now is mirrored down to our children. So if we learn how to handle the stress, right. And by the way, If we teach it to our kids, we're also helping ourselves learn a strategy and it's a win, win, win. My my website's michelleborba.com. I'm a 1L Michelle. Um, There's lots of downloads on there that are free. We can start maybe book clubs or discussions together or uh, a free PDF for for teachers that is into the schools. We've got to raise up a stronger generation of kids. They're very smart. But right. uh, there may be minus the skills that are going to help them the rest of their lives that they are need. Look, if it's not a pandemic, it's going to be something else down the pike. That's so right. let's be ready and let's re- retrain ourselves. And Fantastic. Can- Thank you so much, Michelle. I've really enjoyed this. You are so welcome. Thank you.